Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, everyone. It's Caroline from G-Thanks Just Bought It, reminding you that in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at G-Thanks Just Bought It Pod. You can find products that don't make it onto the episodes and recommendations from listeners like you. So before you start this episode, give it a follow and say hi in the comments. And for a full list of every product we featured on G-Thanks, visit gthanksjustboughtit.com slash episodes. See you there. everyone. Welcome to another week of G Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss. This is the first episode of 2021 with a guest, and I am excited that that guest is Casey Johnston. She is the editorial director of The Life Desk at Vice, and you might know her on Instagram as Swole Woman. She writes, Ask a Swole Woman. Casey is a lifter. Uh, would you Would you call yourself a lifter? It's uh, the terminology around it is so weird. I mean, the this activity has a marketing problem in general, I feel like. Uh, oh, like weightlifter is usually what people go with or what, like kind of what makes the most sense to people, even though it's like technically mm-hmm. a more specific thing. Mm-hmm. She's a lifter. <laughs> and like if you were if you put Casey and I standing next to each other and you're like one of these people is a lifter. It's Casey. It's not me. Um, Casey and I have... I don't think that's true. I don't think I look like a lifter. No, I'm just saying I am not a lifter. Like, there's like... Right. No, you wouldn't know... Well, we'll get into the, like, the stereotypes of what being a woman lifter. Right. Um, That's what this is. But yeah, yeah, for sure. I will... um, I will preface this by saying Casey and I have known each other for a very long time, like almost seven years now. We and uh, we met because we were. Should I say? Can I say this? Yes, of course. Okay, it's really not bad. It's just like what you know. Who's listening? Um, Because (laughs) uh, when we first, I started dating Dan, and Casey started dating one of Dan's friends around the same time. And we were we were both introduced to the friend group during at, at like an eighteen person brunch where no one talked to us. Yes, everyone ignored <laughs> us. Everyone ignored us, except for like each of except you. You like started talking. I was very like well, awkward. I think you were just like so. Well, you have to find your ally. <laughs> I was like, you? oh, okay. So yes. you haven't met these people either, and none of. I mean, you would have thought that. We were ghosts, Marley and Marley, at the, <laughs> at the table. No one talked to A us. A nice seasonal reference. But yeah, then Casey and I sort of forged this friendship that was based on the fact that we were both being totally snubbed. Shafted. <laughs> at, this, <laughs> at this brunch. And it, it ended up being a nice blessing. Um, uh, yeah. It, we've been friends for so long. And... and 
And Casey has been trying to get me to drink water for such a long, like probably as long as I've known her. But um, um, I try to stay on top of you about the water, but I also know doesn't? it's a lost cause. A lo- so I don't. <laughs> so if it comes up organically, I'll try and I'll try and like latch on to the coattails of that point. Yeah. But I don't I don't come out of the out of nowhere. There you go. She's drinking water mm-hmm. now from her Yeti. Yeah. That'll probably be like my one. I'm, I am trying to drink a little bit more in 2021. That's always my goal. But the thing is, if I make it to the end of the year, I was hydrated enough. You know, yes. I didn't. Yes, that's sort of true. <laughs> We're going to try to get to like clear pee by March. That's a nice goal. Um, there you go. I've had I've wanted to have you on the show for a long time, but I also felt felt like the timing. I wanted the timing to be totally perfect. And I feel like January is an excellent time to have somebody on the podcast who whose kind of work is about fitness and and in tangentially food um and activity and sort of also I think a thing you do a lot is you debunk you know the the diet culture but then in your own way, you kind of are part of the diet culture. Like, there, you know, the di- oh, my God, did you co- did you bring me on here? To- to, <laughs> to to, me? No, maybe <laughs> we'll see. Um, no, but I mean, everything it's a spectrum, right? Like, because everything mm. is so steeped in diet culture that even the idea sometimes and I, and I know this is true for me, the idea of having to like, even if you find movement that you like, um, it's hard. It's hard sometimes to mentally be like no, I'm enjoying this. This isn't punishment. Or like, just because you're feeling energized after eating, I don't know, like a chicken salad versus a bag of tater tots. It like, sometimes for me, it makes the jump of like, well, now I only, now I only lettuce. (laughs) Now I only, now I'm a lettuce eater and I only work out. Like it's hard sometimes to decouple yourself from like, oh, well I enjoyed working out. So either I'm doing something wrong because everyone says that like, this is diet culture or Hmm. it's as a you know a former disordered eater he's sometimes even a current disordered eater it's hard not to fall into the whole thing that's like well I worked out for a half hour today maybe I should do seven hours tomorrow you know (laughs) and I think that like I've done a good job in the last few years of cultivating the people I follow on social media so that I am not on January 1st inundated with thinspo fitspo like counting yada 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 and I actually am sort of I think part of this is the pandemic but part of it is because of that following I really didn't see a lot of it in the last couple of days and we're recording this on yeah. January 4th I mean I think a lot of I think a lot of people in general got shamed out of their sort of like quotidian concerns and that includes fitness influencers who are like like people were just like how dare you tell me to like think about how much I weigh when I'm trying to not die right you know yeah so it's been it's been quite a year for that. I think the tide is turning a little bit just because people are kind of sick of thinking about coronavirus now. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they, you know, like, I think there's a lot of people who are getting lax about the safety protocols, which is bad. But I think even those of us who are sa- lucky, lucky to be safe at home are kind of like, okay, we need something to do. Like, we're not, 
we've kind of figured out the coronavirus thing. It's like, okay, we, we just have to stay at home. We get it. And now we just want to think about something else. Mm. So I think it's like making a little bit of a resurgence now. That's so interesting. Cause I feel like it's so, it's such a weird flip and I'm not, and I'm not calling you out at all. Cause I would say the same thing, like to be like, Oh, we've got the coronavirus thing figured out. But, but in terms of the mentality between, you know, March of 2020 and now you know, there was so much like, yeah, it was all consuming. It's still all consuming to me, but I'm no longer afraid to walk outside the door of my home and like get right. the mail. Like I'm no longer like breaching right. my mail. There was a time when it was like, is this like going outside like like contagion is it just like from the air we're gonna get yeah. like there was a time when we didn't know this and we could it's easy to forget about uh -huh. it and we were like is going to the grocery store does that mean i'm gonna have to like wipe down every single thing that i get yeah. that's too much of a chore i'll just stick with my like instant ramen and now we are we've we've like reached more of an equilibrium where it's at least like we sort of know the contours of it and people are either following it or they're not yeah there's no excuse so. in january 2021 to be like i didn't know that right. i shouldn't be in the room with 10 people <laughs> like i mean like it's like we all know like we all know what's up you're either following the rules Indoors or you're not exactly um yeah no for sure and and i remember like the one of the things that i did in the beginning of in the beginning of all of this in march was um, I hosted my own Nancy Myers movie house tour in Los right. Angeles and I drove around and I was like, there's that house from that movie. And I remember posting it on Twitter and people like people, some people, people were pissed. mad at me and they were like, are you like, okay, you're going like, what do you think stay at home means? As if me driving in my car. Also, I, I'm pretty right. sure these are the same people who were like, it's totally fine. We, the, the hotel I'm staying at in the Bahamas is like really safe. Like these are the people who were like, oh my God. Caroline, stop driving around. Um, right. Yeah. Like driving I mean, has always the, been fine. I never got out of my car. The, there's so much. There's a lot of nuance in the rules that like I understand. There's some people who are like who want to negotiate about like whether you can get away with wearing a mask outside walking around on the sidewalk mm -hmm. versus like being inside in a grocery store. And it's like that there probably is some ambiguity there or like a sort of fine line you know like a way you can thread the needle on that um but the reason that the way the rules are the way they are is because most people like don't want to or can't deal with all of the, the we don't want it to be like a Hammurabi's code of like yes this but not that right. but then people have also taken it as such a hard line where it's like absolutely literally do not leave your house um absolutely literally do not like um <laughs> go outside that's the same thing but like i would rather i think there's I, been I, there has been like an over interpretation and then people are getting like reactionary and it's just like can we no no very few people can be normal about this I feel like, well i mean yeah but also like let's just call it what it is which is like this is the government's fault i mean if you google right now <laughs> yes, on january totally. 4th and i know that like we're in a group chat um where we just send each other <laughs> coronavirus news and uh and right now if you google you know is there is there a lock is there a stay-at-home order in california the literal language is like yes there's a stay-at-home order in california except for local shopping errands going to the grocery it's like when martha stewart was on house nail arrest salons. yeah nail salons are, but, <laughs> yes. you know martha stewart was on house arrest but she was allowed to leave her house 40 hours a week that's like a typical sort of by the book work yes week. 
That's how much that's I lift same... my house in general, 40 hours a week. Do you know that that's also the deal that Allison Mack had from Nexium? <gasps> that does sound familiar. Like, she was, she was allowed to, like... I mean, theoretically, I think this happened sort of like within the pandemic, maybe. Mm-hmm. But she was allowed. To, she was like, "I need to go to school and like church." And they were like, "Okay, well, you can <laughs> you can like leave the house. That's, those are fine exceptions look, to your house arrest. House arrest rule. Yeah, like you're on house arrest, but look, if you want to leave the house, like, who are we to stop you? I mean, that's really <laughs> what this is. Also, the government should right. have taken a note. I I follow so many people in New Zealand and in Australia now because they have the the whole COVID thing like down pat. Like there, you know, oh. it is so incredible to see like people were partying on new year's eve without masks and it's like my inclination to be like what the fuck like who are these people what are they doing but you know what they live in a country where their government paid them to stay home and they actually contained the virus so they're allowed to party right they like eliminated it it's like the marshmallow remember the marshmallow thing when we were little and it's like you can have a marshmallow now or you can have like three later Yes, absolutely. Americans are just grabbing, not even thinking twice, just grabbing the marshmallow right off the table. But yeah, so back to the point. (laughs) Yeah, we we want other things to think about. And I will say also, like, I'm taking a little inventory of the way that I lived in 2020. And I am fully giving myself the grace to say, like, I was in survival mode. My mental health was waning. I was in a new city. Like, my therapist in New York and I had we had been together for like four and a half years and like you know she she (laughs) she technically can't be my therapist in california because she's not licensed to uh treat oh i didn't know that that's like a thing i mean i think she i think she's a little bit more by the book than most which i appreciate about her but you know we did a few sort of like transitional sessions like she agreed like okay like you know we'll you know we'll do some virtual sessions but that was like a year ago and i kind of just let myself be as comfortable as I could be but like I woke up on January 1st being like kind of trying to like marry the two things that I know to be true which is like we are living this right now like I know what I have to do I stay home as much as possible when I have to go out in public I wear a mask like I take my meds I you know try to get my screen time down from you know 11 hours to like 10 hours and I'm just like I'm doing what I can I I I woke up in January feeling like maybe I I want to get into a routine where I do sort of some sort of movement or I like don't you know put a huge party size bag of ruffles in my grocery order like a lot of this stuff I was turning to for for comfort um, which is okay. kind of a challenge for me because it's like part of the reason why I just sometimes I feel like I indulge in those behaviors is like to give the finger to diet culture and be like, you can't tell mm. me that I can't eat a party size bag of ruffles right. to myself and watch Law and Order on the couch all day. And you're right. No one can tell me. I don't feel amazing after it. So but I'm like, OK, right. well, am I punishing myself or am I making myself feel better? And that is like that's the minefield. Um, and totally. And so I my only intention that I set for January in terms of like. Like w- working out or weight or whatever is just that every morning I am going to get dressed like in actual okay. clothes. OK, and I'm going to try to move when I feel like it because I, because I know myself. And if I make, if I'm, if I do like a whole thing, 
mm-hmm. I'm going to either totally f- do nothing and be like, I'm a failure or I'm going to get back into the, the cycle of right. disordered everything. Um, right. So like today, I think that's today great. I put on jeans. I just want, please clap. I just want, that's incredible. You so I much. like, I, I'm virtually clapping for you. <laughs> I put on jeans over the weekend and they were like a pair of jeans that I really do like. Like I go between the full range of them, like fitting mm-hmm. snug, and them being like pretty baggy on me. They're they're like a a men's pair of jeans that I had that I got from like a thrift store. So they're not like small jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I put them on this weekend, and they were uh, not t- not like uncomfortably. But they tight, didn't fit the way were, you remember. I'm at, I'm at the top of the range. Yeah, and that's fine. And that's um, fine. Like we. We've, it's fine. We it's totally fine. It. But I felt it felt like I think normally this does kind of like guide my behavior in a way that's I, I think it's like a healthier version of maybe an ultimately unhealthy thing. But like it does give me information that doesn't come from a scale, which is positive about like what my body is doing. Like, am I bloated? Like, do I have my period or like whatever sometimes it's like feedback for that um but i'm like i don't want to it's it i think all that feeling of like bad feelings about that came rushing back because i haven't put on jeans really in like almost a year mm-hmm. yeah same you know and it, and it is like jeans to see this is where i come this is where it it, it like becomes this thing of like am, is what i'm doing good or is what i'm doing deeply unhealthy and i don't know and i wrote about this uh i think for glamour after i got married but like i gained like almost i think about 20 pounds in the time between getting engaged and getting married and like that was really difficult for me because you know you you get fitted for your wedding dress long before you have to wear it. And I, and like, it didn't fit the way that I had wanted it to fit, but you kind of just have to power through and be like, well, I mean, I only have this one dress. Like, this is it. Like I got to just go. But part of my mentality was like in the rage against all of these targeted ads being like wedding workouts, sweating for the wedding, like lose weight, like accentuate your butt. I was like, I'm going to go in the opposite direction and say like a big F you and eat like seven cheeseburgers because I can. And like what that ended up resulting in, it's like, it's like I wasn't, my mentality was never coming from a place of like, you know what I could really eat right now like a mcdonald's cheeseburger i am in the mood for a mcdonald's cheeseburger it's like you want me to lose weight so bad you know what i'm gonna like i'll show you and i'm gonna like binge eat 20 Uh donuts and then you'll see (laughs) and i think what that resulted and i never weighed myself in the lead up to my wedding and i never um did a diet and i never did a workout and but then in the but then on the other end of the spectrum i I did i did end up gaining weight it did it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but also it's like, I really, I have really had a hard time, have had and continue to have a hard time being like, when am I doing something because it's what I want to be doing and what feels right to me versus when am I letting someone tell me that this is what I need to be doing to be worthy 
accepted, right. lovable, etc. Right. This is a huge, like, an extremely naughty, thorny, like, issue. I mean, I think a ther- that's probably, like, exactly what a therapist would ask you to think about is, like, who, who are you trying to, like, hurt and or help with right. doing this? And is it is it effective <laughs> or is it um are you are you hurting yourself in a way that's not ultimately like you're trying you're trying to help yourself um, i'm trying this, try- is, this it, is it, a dumb it, way it, of putting it. you're trying to like sorry go ahead no 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 go ahead I'm, ju- I'm just like enthusiastically like yes 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 yeah like you're trying you're trying to help you're trying to hurt other people you're but in the process you're hurting yourself and i think the the way you put it just now is is like very succinctly true that now i'm forgetting your exact words i have no short term well i did anymore. i mean yeah like like i i did something to spite i cut off my nose to spite my face thinking right. that i was cutting off my nose to spite diet culture like at the end right. of the day my wedding dress didn't fit i mean it fit but it didn't fit exactly the way i wanted it to but i mm-hmm. but like i also i just couldn't bring myself to i think the the yeah the thing is that it's it's it should be sort of neither here nor there like you should like if you want to like i think this is like i'm not inventing this logic but like uh nutritional like a dietitian would say like you should if you want chips you should be able to have chips right and not have it either be about like i need to i need to like binge for myself or i need to binge to like get back at diet culture like right like, chips should not have a higher purpose or place in your life than just being food right um but it's hard. i mean that's like the precise struggle that many 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 people have mm-hmm. Have you ever have you ever talked to your therapist specifically about this? Oh yeah, I mean we talk about like food stuff all the time and we talk about, mm. you know, just the way like I and I don't blame my parents at all. I think that like anyone who grew up in the 90s as either like a tween or a teen, you know, was faced with with the 90s were all about low sugar low sodium sugar free fat free blah 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 blah. like all of these chemical kind of like Mm -hmm. processed foods that were supposed to be healthier like hello i have a massive addiction to diet pepsi and we all know that i wasn't born with it um but i think like growing up like you know my, my therapist is very encouraging about like a lot of this stuff is like Uh, And I say this because we have the puppy coming soon. But a lot of this stuff is like you learn how to think about food really early on and how to think about bad foods versus good foods and foods you deserve after eating other kinds of foods and when you get a food versus when you're not allowed to have a food. And all of that stuff is like from the time you're like little I mean, like that, mm. and that's like, that's really hard to unlearn. Totally. And I think a thing that has helped me um, and that I will put in the show notes because I love these accounts is that I follow a lot of food accounts that are aimed towards parents of young children who like, oh, interesting. oh my God, I, and it's amazing because I, 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 you, you can't, you can't take a 33, I mean, old dog, new tricks kind of thing. Like you, I can't relearn, I can't rewire my brain, but being able to think of it differently has been really helpful. So like, 
there are all these and I literally they're the only two accounts that I have notifications so when they post I get like a oh that's great I love it but it's it's been so helpful because it's such an interesting way that oh plane sorry um it's I know I might get sirens here oh that's okay it's sorry it's fun background um it's such an interesting way to it can apply to adults too so there's this whole thing that's like you know a lot of them a lot of these kind of food nutritionists of the 2020s believe serve dessert with dinner and like next like next to it or like yeah after? it's like you got your little next you got your to. pasta you got your chicken you got your vegetable and here's your cupcake i mean that is how they give it to you like on an airplane and it's kind of delightful yeah i mean it's amazing you know and a lot it's of them be a be- little a, a little guy yeah you get you, know? you get your little you get your little brownie and then you get your little pasta <laughs> but i and a yeah. lot of them are like you know the whole thing with kids is like you determine what the menu is and they decide how much of it they want to eat and that's it so you're not you're not like a short order cook who's like oh my kid like wants to eat this you say like right oh my god i can't yeah like don't it seems like don't like i don't have kids but it's like don't ask your kid what they want no. that's just like that seems like a don't ask a anyone what they want that's a, yeah they always say give I kids <laughs> choices it's like you can have this or this and then they feel yes. empowered but they're not like okay well i want grilled cheese and this is so interesting i i had never like really thought about whether these whether someone was like sort of tackling the specific issue but that's such a good topic for content in general, like how how to like shape your child's oh yeah relationship with food because like our parents, uh, I don't think ever th- thought about this ever. Like, did you know that food pyramid came out in like 1990? Like it it we it mm-hmm. in our lifetimes there was no food. There were no like nutritional guidelines. I think no, there was just like food, and then and not that the pyramid was good, but it was like no one no one thought about this stuff. Someone just like made that up born. too. Yeah, it's like yes, totally, and it was like completely governed by lobbyists, and it still is. Like to have milk and cheese, like I love, I love milk and cheese, but to have milk and cheese as part of like your essential four food groups is completely a lobbying thing, right? And it's also like, yeah, well, okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you. Okay, so one of the the accounts I follow is the the family dot snack dot nutritionist. Um, oh, great. And I love I mean, I I'm really like I really love it because it's like <laughs> it. I don't have kids either. And and but I really learn a lot about how to present food to myself. Um, they It's re- yeah, totally. Because I mean, you know what a bad food is and you know what a good food is. But that's not because the foods are bad or good. It's because someone taught you that. Yes, exactly. Society, your mom mom um but many, many parties but also they didn't know any better because that was what they were like learning i'm tra- right i mean they had if you look back on like there's that famous helen girly brown sex and the single girl diet where she's like you know when i want to lose like 10 pounds i drink she drinks like a bottle of wine a day has like one small steak for dinner right maybe like an egg for breakfast like it's a total there was a really good i think it was in the cut a really good piece where someone followed this diet um and i think they only did it for three days but they but having three bottles of wine in three days they were like i i feel like death yeah i'm extremely drunk like (laughs) yes (laughs) 
here's a good example of the post. So the post is in quotes, no mama, I don't want that. And the picture is of two, it's the same exact meal. So it's basically okay. like, okay, say your kid ate this yesterday and now today he's like raging against it. So so it says in the don't column, it's like, don't make a big deal out of it. Don't say, but you liked it yesterday. Don't say, let's come mm. on, let's go. You need to eat it. They still won't eat it. They'll keep stream- screaming. They'll associate mealtime with something that's stressful and unpleasant. So instead, you give them the food and you say, you can eat it if you'd like. And then they kind of get, then the child becomes empowered. That's like, if I am hungry, here is the thing that I am able to eat. Um, no one's. I'm curious if there is there advice for what if they instead demand another food? Or they don't eat it and then they're like, they're hungry, they're hungry, they're hungry. Yeah, there, there's, I mean, they definitely, that's like half of, like, that's what all this it. is. Yeah, I would just suggest like following all these. Um, I want to. There, it's great. There's also like, there, there were some really great um, questions about like, like, a lot of it is also like don't you know your child is not your child's body is not your body like your eating habits do not determine those of your child like you eating something and feeling full doesn't mean your child can eat something and feel full and I think a lot of it is like from a very early age and I think this was something that we all I mean I definitely struggled with when you're not in control like when someone else is preparing all of your food you you have you like don't get to like have a difference of opinion like Mm -hmm. I remember sometimes and this isn't a knock against my parents at all but like you just I mean I'm sure everyone had this experience like you eat your dinner and like some nights you're like yeah like that was it I'm good with my but some nights after dinner you're like I'm still hungry and then someone's like Mm -hmm. you already ate like no you're not you're not hungry right you ate your you know you you ate your dinner and I and I think that there's a lot what go ahead it just blows to not be in control. Like, I'm like, sometimes I do think about just like how nice it is to be an adult. Is that weird? Where it's like, I can, you can eat anything you want at any time. And like, when I was a kid, like we would like, I mean, we would have family dinner like every night. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it would be like, loved like steak and potatoes or like hot dogs or like chicken and macaroni and cheese. Hated pot roast, hated pot roast so much. Mm-hmm. But like, most of my family liked it. So when it was like pot roast night. I I was just like shit out of luck. I don't think I don't think my parents did like the they know like I don't have any room to negotiate. I think I just had to like eat what I could. <laughs> like yeah, go to bed, you know yeah no for for sure. I I don't I, my parents um listen to this podcast, uh, but uh, <laughs> so you get too into it. But I I think I remember a lot of child like both my parents are very I think like you know by the society definition of healthy like really healthy eaters and I think like you know just by nature and by the things that they would buy at the grocery store and and you know not having your own money not really being able to go make your own food food choices elsewhere I I really like sought out junk food anywhere I could get it because I knew we weren't going to have it at home so you know you go to your friend's house who has the like bowl of m&ms you know like the friends who have like Mm -hmm. the bowl of m&ms i mean i know a number of people who are this way now where we like and i think i would count myself in this as well where i don't i don't think i was like deprived but we just had pretty strict parents about stuff like this 
And now we're just like acting out in like this. It, like yeah. we can have you know chips for dinner candy anytime we want. Chips anytime because we never because we we didn't get like okay here's how to have like a healthy relationship right. with chips. Here's how to have like a normal amount of chips. And and there's there was only like no chips. Yes, and that and or, then like, and, no fruit roll. And there was also that fear that was like, but if I buy chips, my kid's only gonna eat chips. Mm-hmm. And if, mm-hmm. you know, if I put the cupcake on the plate with dinner, they're only going to eat the cupcake. But that's also that's right. because of what you've taught us about chips and the cupcake. Like, if, right. And I know friends who who had, you know, junk food in their pantries all the time. And I swear those were the friends who never really ate the junk food because it was always there. Mm-hmm. It was always available. Like the second you say like. Hey, I, I'm buying candy for like so X and X occasion. Don't do not even think about for one second <laughs> trying to eat any of that candy. All I am, I'm like, oh my right. god, are they asleep? Can I eat the candy? Should I eat the candy? Can I eat the candy? <laughs> Will they count the candy? Like, are they gonna know that the candy is gone? And I think that that's the the thing is like, you know, think about <laughs> on like a totally <laughs> different end of the spectrum, but it's the same kind of behavior. Think about kids who like you know, who aren't taught about like sex ed and who aren't given Mm -hmm. any sort of like guidelines around drugs and alcohol and who don't feel like safe to experiment. Like a lot of these kids are the ones who like just go, go nuts. And I mean, that was me. That was me and food. Like they don't like develop addictive personalities, but like you can, you can just like draw a line from like the fact that they weren't allowed to do shit when they were kids. Restrict. Yeah. Once then, you restrict, and now they're, now just, they're like, binging. They're out of their minds. Like may, like maybe they're functioning adults, but like they're out of their minds. They really struggle with this, like this aspect of, and like, right. I don't, and that's me and chips. I, would say, I don't want to like, I don't want to steal food valor. I feel like I, I have a generally decent relationship with snacks. I did really go through like a period when I kind of, I did, I did it to myself where I tried to, like, unlearn snacking behaviors, and then I almost, like, needed more snacking behaviors when I was lifting, mm-hmm. and it was hard to, like, get back into that habit. But I have it for other stuff, like, more non-food things where I feel like I can't, I can't have it or I, like, have too much of it, and it's just, like, what did, what did my parents, like, do? Like, did they know? Did they know what they did? And I don't think they It was the 90s. Do, like, no one knew anything. No one knew anything about, like how people no remember everyone's obsession with 1200 calories in the 90s 1200 calories in the 90s and also for every inch you are i remember this one for every inch you are over five feet five pounds so if you're so if you're five eight you're supposed to be hundred oh my god i read that in a biology book and it like that was just something like dr phil made like 10 years yeah yeah. Oh my god. So so like that's, you know, I mean the the long-winded way of saying that like my big struggle always in the new year but always kind of all year round, all life long is like sometimes I really like eating I love salad, but sometimes when I eat salad, it's hard to turn off the thing in my brain that's like, you're only eating salad because they're telling you you have to eat salad. <laughs> like you should be eating a cheeseburger. And that's what and that's what happens. But Caroline, how do you live with all these people? In your oh, head? they take up a lot of space. Mm-hmm. They share bunk beds and uh, they're on the meal plan. And we eat a lot of chips. Well, we eat a lot of chips together. Um, <laughs> so what? So lifting, though, I feel like you got I haven't begun my lifting journey, um, but I do. I do enjoy lifting. Like I have small weights. I do love doing like oh, an arm, an arm workout. But you're you like a, pa- you're a power a- lifter. 
Yeah, you were going to like a gym and like with a trainer for a while who had like weights and you were like doing weights for a while. I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I that was the fun part, too, is I remember telling you this um, and I still like lift from time to time. That was like a few. That was right after I got engaged because I was like, oh, my God, I got a lift. But then it turned into like cheeseburgers. <laughs> but like that's the thing is like I'm so extreme. Like I can't just like do a thing and like have it be fun. It has to be like a life thing. But um, I remember, yeah, do you remember yeah. when I started lifting a little bit and then like one time I had to carry my very heavy suitcase up like four flights of stairs and it like n- felt like nothing. And I was like, oh my God, it's working. Like I'm actually stronger. I don't remember that specific incident, but that's amazing. That's the thing that I'm always after when I'm like talking to people about lifting. I'm like, I swear to God, you'll like, cause it's like people get in those moments where you're like moving a couch or like. You got, I don't know, a new desk shipped to your house or some mm-hmm. some incident like that. And you're like, you can't do it. And you're like, oh, my God, I got to get to the gym more. Like, I can't go through life being this weak. Mm-hmm. It's like, those are the moments when you, if you lift, you're going to fly through them and be like, wow, I I just rule. Like, I'm so, I'm so happy. And it's not like, they're not even every day. And you could argue, like, it's not worth it. It's not worth going to the gym a few times a week in order to be able to do that, like, yeah, whatever. I don't a few times a year. You might not think it's that much, but I think it's more than people realize. Yeah. Well, I mean, not maybe not. I mean, depending on what your what what happens in your life and like how often. Right. But you can even even the smallest things like picking up like a 40 pound bag of litter, like might have yes. like thrown your back at one point, And then you're like, oh, this isn't right. that bad. Like that is exactly. truly what I felt picking up that suitcase that time being like, here's a tangible way that I know that I'm getting stronger. Um, totally. And and I don't know. There's also something about lifting that I liked because it's like at your own pace, like it's hard, Mm -hmm. but like so much of like the workout scene is like fast cardio and like just dying. And I feel like, I mean, I love, I mean, I love cardio. Like when I like doing cardio, I like doing cardio, but, but like, I don't know. Weights are just like, pick the thing up, put the thing down. And then, yeah. And you rest in between. This was magical to me when I learned this, that I there was a version of exercise that I could do that it wasn't like, okay, you're going to do like 40 burpees and then rest five seconds. And then you're going to do 60 sit-ups and then rest five seconds. And then you're going to do like 80 chair dips and rest five seconds. And I was like, I like, I like that's my least. I, yeah, like I have circuit training. A, yes, I've reached an equilibrium point with running. Like, I'll go running and have zero problem with it, even though I hated it when I was younger. But, like, intensity intervals are, like, I'm, like, why would anyone do this to themselves? I can't. I can't stand it. Well, also, that, to me, feels like a very – that's, like, you know, orange theory. Like, not a knock against any of this stuff. Like, look, like, I I got the Soul Cycle bike. Like, I like spinning. Like, that has become my workout. <laughs> It's fine. Not a knock to any of these workouts, but like, like we were talking about trends in food, like all of a sudden Mm -hmm. things come out of nowhere and they're like, actually the key to working out is like for 10 minutes, you just like sweat really hard and you get your heart in like the 190 zone. And then for five minutes you calm it down and you're like, well, where was this 20 years ago? Like who made this up? Like I, at the bottom of it, it's like, okay, yeah, moving is better than not moving literally in any regard. Like moving is better than not moving. But I'm always really wary of the workouts that like all of a sudden it's like we found the key and it's this. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You're just trying to sell me something. I mean, you should be. It's like the threat. I say this a lot in my column. I think that 
like the threshold for just sort of like exercise and moving your body is super low and like lifting weights is like above that Mm -hmm. but I think that um it can be really I hate to say transformative but like just in the way that you feel in your body especially I think this is this is a little bit of like a pet theory of mine like piecing together things but it's like if you've dieted a lot in your life you've probably especially like crash dieting Mm -hmm. you've probably lost a lot of muscle in that in that sort of like yo-yoing back and forth where like there's there's studies that you know if you if you're aggressively dieting half of the weight you lose up to half i think can be muscle and then if you rebound which like something like 97 percent of dieters do they go back up to the weight they were before um unless you are doing strength training you probably gain back body fat so like chronic dieting is kind of a long-term way of exchanging muscle for body fat Mm -hmm. so i think particularly people who have been stuck in this kind of like feedback loop can really benefit from building muscle well it's also it's also that's another reason i'm kind of like into it yeah it's totally it's totally fun it's fun i I mean i really i love the pace yes you and you get Better, like, I think a big block that I had with strength training prior to getting into it was that I didn't really know what to, like, it's, it's like, do you go and, like, kind of do the same thing yeah, like, until what's it the gets maybe too right. easy and then you, like, add some weight, but, like, how much and, like, how, how much did that happen? Do you, or do you just do the same thing every time? I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So learning a little bit about it in the way that sort of progress worked within it and the way that you can like get stronger the pace at which you can get stronger Mm. um which is both faster than you think but also like not and and you'll be like oh i don't need to lift that much weight (laughs) which you could argue most people don't um but it's actually it's not that much um it's something like you can add five pounds every session sure to your lift so like you would go in squat let's say 45 pounds and then the next time you go like a few days later you would squat 50 pounds and then you just like do that you can do that for several weeks at a time um and it's really gratifying yeah i mean it's really also i mean like i said it's really gratifying when you're just doing an everyday task and you're mm-hmm. like like never am i like oh my god here i am on my 40 mile bike ride that soul cycle prepared me for i love right, right. i love spinning i really like it i like doing pilates and i like a yoga i i i would like to do i would like to find a little bit more time to do all three of those things but i think with weightlifting like it is your your uh, progress is so tangible in that we are always lifting groceries. We are always picking up a child. We are always Completely. bending down. We're like bending down to pick stuff up. And yeah, yeah, it's it's really or like putting something on a shelf. It's like we do this stuff all day long. And we don't realize mm-hmm. how like, bad it feels or how awkward we feel at it until. I mean, for me, at least until I started lifting, I didn't realize like how sort of how hard of a time I was having doing this stuff and it's like not that there's anything wrong with that but it like could feel so much better yeah I also find it I find it really interesting um I've started to read more instances of like there was one really good interview with Aya Cash 
the actress who's in You're the Worst. The Boys season two and the and You're the Worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she did like eight weeks of strength training before she was in this superhero role. And she says something in the interview that I want to talk to more personal trainers about this because I'm like, I've never really heard anyone put it this way, but she was like, it makes you feel like it makes you feel a different way in your body. It makes you move differently hmm. to like do strength training. Like you can tell and that's why people have actors do it, like not necessarily to put on lots of muscle, but to like get get them to sort of move in a different way yeah. when they're in a movie, if that makes sense. I mean, like, I find that really fascinating that they that they are aware of that, I guess. Like, I think yeah. I would assume they all think it's about aesthetics and not about the way they move. I mean, yeah. And sometimes I mean, if it's not wrong to do it for aesthetics if that's what you want. I mean, like, that's what this whole thing is about is like everyone feels like, well, you know, I have to X, Y and Z. But it's the same thing with like yoga and Pilates. Like you you do stand tall. Like once you can stretch your body, like I went to physical therapy like a few months ago and uh she was doing just like all of these tests where it's like, you know, bend over, like lift up your leg, like do this. And she was like, I have never seen a body this tight before she. And like, I feel fine. There's an achievement. Right. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I'm number one. Yay. I win. Um, (laughs) I, I win at bad body. Um, but she was like, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, what's your stretching regimen? Like all like, you know, you know, sometimes you, like a, a masseuse can like find your 10 spots. It's like, oh, OK, everything's like up in your shoulders. Like everything's in your neck. She was like, your entire body feels like that. And it's like, I, <laughs> OK, uh, you know, it's like, all right, fine. And she was like, it's not a big she's like, look, like I'm not saying go home and do like 40 hours of yoga. I'm not saying like, you know, it's just, I'm not telling you to do anything. She goes, but I, I well, probably the whole point is like, if you want to change that, like do it very slowly yes, because you could definitely, really but, she, but more to her point was like, you know, I, I think you might feel a little bit like you might feel better if you know, so she gave me a few like morning stretches and look, here's the thing I move, but we've all had a year where we're just not living the way that we usually live. Like whether we're Mm -hmm. working out or not exercising or not, like there's no way that people came out of 2020 less sedentary than they were in 2019, just like by default. So, you know, and as we get older, like I don't have the body of a 19 year old anymore. Like I'm not a 19 year old. So like Mm -hmm. the, the bounce back, if I sit in the same position for 10 hours, my body kind of like stays that way. And like my muscles respond to that. And she was kind of like, I'm sure you feel fine. I'm sure like, you you know, yeah, you can walk like you're not stiff, but (laughs) consider the alternative, you know, and she's giving me all these stretches, but it's kind of like the same thing. Like we don't even know how much better we could feel. We don't even know how much easier lifting groceries could be. We don't even know how much easier lifting our child 20 times a day. I don't have one, but I'm assuming some of you out there do 20 times a day could be. And like, you know, I'm definitely at the age where like when I'm doing the dishes, like I'm like, oh my God, my lower back is on fire. How old am I? Like, this is nuts. And, but it's in my mind to be like, well, that's just my life now. And not like, hmm, I wonder if there are things I can do to fix it. People who they accept this pain as like part of getting older, which is like, not, not what it is. Like I surely could sit in my desk chair when I was like 16 for I don't know how many hours, 12 hours, like doing whatever. And I felt nothing from that. Right. 
maybe it was because I was like I I did like play sports then, so maybe that was part of it. But now I sit during this pandemic and my hips hurt like inside of them they hurt yes they will i'll go out to the couch and lie down they still hurt i'll go to bed and lie down yep. and they're they're just like actively hurting like i can't sleep they hurt so bad yeah. um and i think a lot of people are just like well that's old age but it's not i can't say i'm not a doctor and i'm not your doctor but i'm like I know this in myself. 33 years old is not Precisely because I'm not going anywhere. Right. 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 You you have so much to do. And also, we're not going to wake up and have it be any better. (laughs) Like, like, I was going to say, like, on top of, like, yeah, you could sit in your desk at 16, at your desk for, you know, at 16 years old and feel nothing. Like, it's the same way when I was in college and I was going through an eating thing and I ate chips and salsa for four weeks and lost somehow 24 pounds. Like, my body won't do that anymore. Like, it's psychotic, the things that we put our teenagers bodies through but there's also this mentality that I want to leave behind that's like wow I'm 33 so like this is just the body I'm in like I got a long road of life ahead of me I hope so if my lower back hurts while I do the dishes like I need to get it in the mindset that that should set off an alert to like go see if there's something different I could be doing um and not just be like ugh, I'm old and then like let myself just like rot until I'm 90 um there's I I, we could I mean look we've been talking about this for a long time I think it's a perfect January episode um and I want to hear everyone else's thoughts on it but like if you are interested in lifting and you are interested in just like learning about what that can look like for your body even if you're not on like any sort of path even if you just want to know how to like pick up a 40 pound weight or a 50 pound weight and not (laughs) blow your back out doing it like Casey can be that person for you so I really recommend reading Swole Woman and then also like following the Swole Woman Instagram account um I will say and I hope Casey this is fair of me like if you are a if you're still going through the recovery of like disordered thinking around food and working out then and like I am too like tread lightly like you would anything else you know yes. like like this is not nothing none of this stuff even though I approve of Casey like none of this stuff is going to fix any of that internal conflict that like Right. Have- I mean, I say I say this all the time in my column, which is not like a either a controversial or um, particularly insightful thing. But I do think that people don't often take these kind of issues seriously enough. They just like think it's a them problem to tackle. And I know I felt that way for a long time, too. Mm-hmm. It was just like I thought about food constantly for like several years. And I was just like, that's the way it is. Like, women be wanting dessert and it's like that's not (laughs) yeah that's not like this is it's your body and your brain and like you have to eat food every day yeah you have to like live in your body every day it's worth taking it seriously and like uh, like seek out a a therapist or a dietitian and like get started on like i'm really like well we can get into this with my like object but i'm really huge on like the stuff that you use every day should be good stuff like Mm. there's things that you touch every day where and that's like that's your body and your brain and 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 you eat every day it's like don't let that be such a roadblock in your life like let 
let yourself take care of yourself, kind of. I'm not... I should probably have a better way of phrasing this stuff, given that I write about it, but, like... No, I think think that's correct. I mean, like, let yourself take care of yourself in the same way that, like, you know, who was I eating seven cheeseburgers for before my wedding? Mm -hmm. Like, what was that for? Mm -hmm. Was it because Mm -hmm. I wanted seven cheeseburgers? Was it because I was mad? Was it because I was nervous? Like, you know, about fitting into my wedding dress? Was I self-sabotaging? Like, all of that stuff is, like, therapy stuff for me. And so I would say that like if you're on if you're like I hate cardio or you're like I like cardio but I want to get stronger I think Casey's a great place to go I want to recommend to you if you're trying to change your relationship with food and maybe therapy is like out of reach financially or just like physically right now all of these accounts for parents of young children have are honestly like blown my mind. Um, I'm excited to check these out. It's so great. It's so great. And it's and it's really helped me. I feed myself like I think a parent would feed their two-year-old in 2021. You know, like That's I great present dessert with dinner to myself because That's great. you have to unlearn 33 years of being like, you can't have the cookie unless you have the broccoli, like, or you're bad and you're gross and you're unhealthy. Um, and it's a, it's a process. It's like a real process. And like, it's, uh, and, and, and the other caveat too is that another big thing in the 90s were like there are two eating disorders one is when you binge eat and you throw up and one is when you don't eat at all and the only people who have eating disorders are the bone thin like you can be fat and have an eating disorder you can be thin and have an eating disorder your eating disorder could have nothing to do with either starving yourself or binge eating Unfortunately, there is a wide spectrum of the ways in which you can be a disordered eater. And uh, none of it is bad or wrong. This was put upon us by society. So I don't know. I'm, I, I want to, I like want to, I'm excited that we are having this conversation in early January because I think people are you know, every January comes around and everyone's like, whole 30, dry January. <laughs> I, I have to earn my food. Like I, yes. or like, oh my God, is there anything worse than someone posting a picture of cake and being like, hashtag, don't worry. I worked out after. It's like, I don't give a shit what you did oh after you ate that cake. God. Like, enjoy it. So let's have like real talk. I think Casey's a great place to start. Um, if you want to become stronger, I think like, you know, all of these Instagram accounts are great places to start. If you want to try to give a nice soft approach to like thinking about food differently, but you know, I'm right there in the same boat. I'm not afraid of cheeseburgers at all. I I think sometimes I do want a salad and end up getting a cheeseburger to like, you know, spite the man, but I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what I'm doing that for. So we're all on this journey together. I know I want to start lifting more in 2021 just because I want to see how I I want, I want to relive that feeling I had when I picked up my suitcase and did not feel pain. That was fun. Chase that feeling. That's what I'm all about is like, don't, don't work. I mean, this was, this was what we can like move on from this after I say this, but like, this is another thing that sort of stuck with me about lifting or that like made me latch onto it was like, there's not this sort of like calories burned calories, yeah. like intake, like the, the way that there is with cardio where it's like, you feel like that's like really safe math that you can, if you just yeah, like, like sort in of stick and with the out. math. In and out. Yes. 
And lifting doesn't quite work the same way. There's not like, I think if you've ever read about calories burned, you're like, you've read that like it burns fewer calories, but that's not true, but also just like not how bodies work. So I really liked that aspect. Yeah. For me, the healthiest thing I can do for myself is I think divorce all sort of numerical association with like doing anything. Um, Even with Mm -hmm. the SoulCycle bike, like I don't check my beat map which is like did you keep up with the instructor like did you stay on the beat sometimes I just don't even cycle to the beat sometimes I'm just like oh I'm here I love the music and then it's like I'm just trying to get to a point where I'm like I'm doing this workout because it's what I want to be doing right now and it's fun like no punishment and I know everyone says that but it is the hardest thing in the world to put on your sneakers and your leggings and your sports bra and not feel like you are yes. making up for bad behavior. I like working out more than anyone I know, and I still struggle with mm-hmm. that. So. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. And I dislike working out more than everyone <laughs> I know. And I still sometimes enjoy it. I think that there's like, you uh-huh. know what I mean? There's things that are there. like Right, <clears throat> so. right. But all of these things can be true. You don't have to feel one way exactly. about anything. Exactly. Well, we've been, I mean, I think this is a longer conversation than we usually have about things that are not shopping related, but I felt like it was important. Um, I know that you were a little, I don't know, nervous or anxious about the item that you brought. I still don't know what it is. Casey told me that she told her partner, uh, her boyfriend, right before we started recording what she brought, and he had more suggestions. So Yeah, and he was like, a few thoughts. And I was like, <laughs> You're like, Don't. I did not know. We didn't. When will they ever learn? Now like, I'm we're not asking. Head. It's like when you leave the house as a teen and you're like, Do I look good? Like, the oh my God. Okay. Last thing about being a teenager and parents and whatever. Do you remember? You saw Lady Bird, right? Yes. The most relatable scene was when she tries on the dress that she loves and she's so excited and she's like, mom, do you want to see the dress? And she's in the dressing room. She tries on the dress and she comes out and her mom's like, you don't think that's like a little too pink? And she's like, oh, my God, why can't you just say that you like it? And uh, her mom goes, this more or less exact thing happened to me. I mean, I'm sure it's all the time. But her mom goes, what do you want me to lie? (laughs) You're like, yes. I still get into that with my mother and I'm in my 30s. So so we don't ask men for their opinions. That's a lesson you've learned today. Yes. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. So tell me what you brought to G-Thanks Just Bought It. Okay. So my thing that I brought is, this is extremely on the now i'm like embarrassed about it it's extremely on the nose for for this time of year but we're being on the nose anyway it's this muji planner that i've been using for <gasps> the plant like six years you would bring a planner yeah. to the 2021 episode oh new notebook new you i mean you're like one of the only people in my life who i want i want to know i mean you you've been down on yourself about this last year about like quote unquote how much you got done but i i asked caroline like a few times a year like how do you do so much how do you get so much done um I so i think an apt conversation for us to potentially have mm-hmm. but I, like i've just been using this planner for so long it's like almost um like 
academic school style. I mean, like I used to use them when I was in high school. And I think for a few years, you used a Muji planner in high school off. No, no, it was but it was like a similar style. Like it had the like, you know, seven, seven days on one page spread kind of a thing. Yes. And then I think I felt like my life was sort of not total chaos, but I was like, I think I missed this sort of seven day weekly spread like organization to my life. And I've tried like a zillion like and I'm a technology person, like I've tried a zillion apps and like just sorting your emails a certain way and all this stuff, trying to keep track of stuff yeah. that I do. Yeah. Um, and just nothing works like having a planner and it's not like i'm perfect at it what would like, wait a minute i'm po- what would being perfect at a planner look like to you i think well it's like sometimes i look back on my old like i wish they're around here somewhere like i have my, oh my high God. school planners but they're like you keep your f- they're just like full i love full that of stu- like they're they're i wrote so much down and like checked it off mm. and i think like I I don't think I would have said then that I was perfect at it either, but it's like I have my other one from last year where it's like the last few months are just blank. I mean, it's like I and I was totally not even thinking about this. And right. It's like maybe that should be fine, but I don't know. I just I I'm like a huge stationary nerd. Yeah. And like I get really into you love pens like. Oh, I love pens. Mm-hmm. And I love, like, I find it very soothing to, like, watch the bullet journal. Like, people just doing their bullet journals. I have no real interest in bullet journaling, but it's, like, it's just a safe world where absolutely nothing happens. They don't even have anything to plan, most of these people. They're, like, you know, their task list is, like... I love it. Plan bullet journal, journal planning video, and it's, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, buy um, new gel pl- pens and use them. Yes, it, yes. So... Okay, so you have a planner. Um, so you really prefer the physical, in-your-hand approach to planning. Do you also keep your Google Calendar so you can know, like, when meetings... Like, what do you put yeah. all the same stuff that's in your... This is my question to everyone. Like, I always start off the year with, like, a really, like, intense planning <laughs> system for February, for January and then half of February. And then by April, I'm like, I hope I remember that I have a dentist appointment. Do you mm-hmm. do you mirror your Google calendar with your planner? Just different things go in different places? Like, tell me your... I need, like... I think what I struggle with is that I do not have a system in which right. utilizing a planner actually is a productive thing for me but I would like to devise a system I and it has to be somewhere way below where the bullet journal people are because I can't like draw out you know my goals I just need it's so time consuming right um I so I think of my calendar is for like appointments and the planner is more so for like to like basically to-do lists like for the day okay week okay um i will if i'm like on my game i will kind of at the beginning of the week or the beginning of a day like write the things that the sort of schedule that i have okay from my calendar into the planner just so i can have one place to look um but generally i keep it separate and the planner is just for like what do i have to do and kind of roughly what day do i want to do it okay i know some people like dig even deeper and they like block out time like they have their to-do list and then they like block out time on their calendar for their to-do list and i'm like 
No, that's, that's too. No, I can't do that. Like too much. I try to keep it pretty high level. Like I think there's planning systems out there where people are kind of like have your like one main task for the day and then like two other tasks that are yes. kind of like maybes. Or there's like this the Franklin Stephen Covey Franklin Covey system of like urgent and important important but not urgent right not urgent but important and like like what do i need like the one thing that has to get done today versus like don't start these things until these things are done that's kind of i want to spend more time doing the things i have to do and not more time like do like doing my planner that just feels like a uh a gateway drug for me to actually just not do things I don't, I don't like go into each year being like, I'm going to spend more time with my planner because I think I have a pretty good, like equilibrium with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think like more and more granular is like necessary. I think you have to find the right level for you and you can like see people who do really like have these super intensive systems, but I've just found them really like, I think there's a Stephen Covey the sort the getting things done thing was like okay here's what you do you like assign everything like a number one through four yeah that's like too what what the importance no. is and i'm like all right you're going too far that's like if you're if you're thinking about that in anything more than like an abstract way and you're like writing it down yeah like if thinking of the task you don't kind of know right. i mean may, maybe some people need that i don't know sure. but i'm like i don't need to like do that there's definitely a level that's going too far so tell me so okay today it's monday morning today right it's monday it's monday morning today as we're recording this you know what's your relationship with your planner on monday morning i will so like i have more relationship on sunday night okay like i wrote at least the sort of like appointments that i had for the week in there and that was ambitious for me honestly but I'm trying to, as we're sort of going through this first day and like today's hectic because like Slack was down and then like, you know, work's just insane. But um, my ambition is to sort of like get together all the stuff that I need to do and just like write it. Like you kind of just need to dump it somewhere at some point. I think this planner is like good for that just like get it all do you like doing it on sunday nights though is that like a thing that you've like that you have found to be productive for you i think it's a good it helps for me with like sunday scaries kind of Mm -hmm. vibes and i'm a big like i will have really circular thought patterns i'll wake up in the middle of the night and just like be like i gotta not even something really important i'll just be like Mm -hmm. This is a bad example, but like I got to do laundry tomorrow or like I got to wash. I got to wash this one piece of clothing because I'm going to need it tomorrow or like on Tuesday. So it's super granular. And then I'll just be like there kind of thinking. Well, it's not. It's just that I will get it's like I don't write all of these kinds of things down. Right. But when I do get something stuck in my head, it helps to to like it gets it out to just like write it down. Mm hmm. My issue is the opposite in that like I will literally do anything before I have to do like yesterday Sunday because I I had like this kind of new year new me sort of like vibes about this morning because I got up and put jeans on mm-hmm. so it was like a whole thing so I like clean like Dan and I cleaned the house and I did all of the dishes and I did all of the oh. laundry like I changed out our sheets and I cleaned my office because I was like I'm waking up on Monday and I'm like a new person this is just like my sickness my cross to bear but 
I don't ever have to write that stuff in a planner because those are the things that I do while I'm avoiding the big things. So it's like, for me, it's like, okay, now I have, so for me right now, like on my list of things that I have to do this week, it's like, get my finances together to send to my accountant for like tax season. And it's like, right. I think it's more stuff like that. Like, I don't really write down, like, clean the bathroom. Mm -hmm. I will. But, like, it's it's more stuff. It's more of the, like, sort of not urgent but important stuff Mm -hmm. where I'm, like, I need to kind of structure this or I'm never going to kind of move it forward, you know? Do you think that you... uh... Did you try because because you worked through the pandemic? I mean, you had your job through 2020. Yeah. It's not like you like I truly didn't have much of a schedule in 2020. And that was difficult for me. But this you was still a ha- bad year for the planner. But I would say. But was overall. it because you still had stuff? I mean, like, wh- how did you use your I planner? Did, well, I was actually proud of some like like I was working on a book proposal, as you know, for um a while and mm-hmm. I like used the planner and I did like this like I can show you this whole like kind of series of checklists wow and like I was like Wait. I'm right like I'm gonna Let like make little again. boxes for like 1,000 words each that I'm writing wow and that, it like worked really well so you I mean yeah I guess you're I, I'm really trying I just like don't want to it's again the the I approach everything with such a insane uh expectation I think of myself and of the thing. Mm. I can't just like have a planner. I have to like devise. Well, you probably you just like I mean, I would accept that you just don't I'm not coming I'm definitely not coming here telling you to buy a planner. I bought a planner. You get though. quite you you did get a planner, and you also did tell me once you had like a cal like I I I feel like the first time I asked you like how do you get so much done you were like I have a calendar and I just have like post it notes and I like write down what I'm doing and I put the post it note on yeah, the calendar. Yeah, I also have severe ADD and like <laughs> true true like yeah I mean I have my system I have my system. You know what the thing is, and you manage a lot of people now. When I really st- I also am very good with time and dates, and my memory is impeccable. So like. I will if if my dentist called today and said like hey you have an appointment on like February 18th two o'clock I won't have to write that down like I will remember and it's why I absolutely will not well I envy that because it's why like I will get to a date and start panicking and being like oh my god why does May 21st like there's something I have to and what I'm remembering is something big that I did like seven years ago like the date Mm. just like stays in my head but um uh where was I going with this oh um but planning for me like it's great that I can remember dates and that I can keep a calendar but I think a lot of times where the ADD comes out is that like I have a really hard time sitting focusing and getting one thing done and instead I get about 70 percent of 12 things done and then it is a wrestle to get the 30 percent of the other things of those 12 things done and Mm. nothing really ever gets done I have a lot of my my you know I'm halfway into the pool of a lot of different things so I felt like maybe this year was the year where I really tried to like stick to a goal-based planning system where I'm like instead of trying to do four things at once Mm-hmm. just do one thing and then when it's done yeah. we move on to thing number two right yeah I mean it's like I think I've 
I've alarmed you with the planner aspect. It's funny to me that I did truly pick a bad item. Seamus is going to find this extreme. No, you funny. picked a great item. But, Talking about planners at the beginning of like, the year. You're is like, amazing. planners, not not for me. But but <laughs> no, but the point is not for you to come and sell me on something. It's to be true, like, here's true. how I use this thing. And like, who doesn't buy it? I'm going to hold up what I bought two days, two weeks ago in anticipation mm-hmm. of this year. It's literally called yes. the productivity planner. I actually oh am trying. I'm, I'm I find finding it really intriguing. helpful. Um, no, but planners are a thing. Like everyone buys a planner at the beginning of January. And I guarantee everyone who listens to this podcast is just like us. And we buy planners. But I think that Mm. the issue that I have with planners and that the issue you don't seem to have with planners is that come February 2nd, that planner is a ghost town. And I just go back to like writing things on an, on a piece of paper or on like an old envelope next to my desk and just like hope for the best. Because I don't really have a system in place. And I think it's really interesting that you not only have been doing this since high school, but like this is something you've carried into adulthood. Like we you were, I assume, like we were all given those like assignment, those like school branded assignment yeah. pads in That's high school. That's pretty much what it is. Right. Yes. But that never really stuck for me. Like because uh-huh. because I would get caught on the minutia where it's like, oh my God, but my handwriting looks really bad when I wrote this homework assignment. So I'm gonna erase it and like rewrite it in my nice handwriting. Because that's called ADG but like I think a planner is a great thing not just because the planner is going to change your life but the idea of like there is a way that you can plan that works for your brain that will actually help you get things done I mean it's kind of like in the same way that I approach lifting weights is like you don't have to be good at this to like do it it's I I take a similar I'm not like an intensive planner user I just find it really helpful and like not even helpful every single day of every week of every year, but just like periodically I'll be like, I have too much stuff in my, I'm trying to keep track of too many things and, or I'm losing track of stuff. And then I'll kind of like go back to the planner and it's, I just, I just like find it comforting. That, I that, that is what I, I really do hope to, to, kind of glom on to this productivity planner that I brought too because a lot it's not a calendar I don't have mm-hmm. a problem with the calendar and I use my google calendar to tell me like when my appointments are right. but what I needed Same. was a thing that was like and this actually really offers that and I can show it to you and I'll link to it or whatever but it's like okay for the week it's like here are the five things I have to do this week and then it's like okay here are five things that I have to do but I will not do them until the other five things are done. Oh, I like that. And then here are the five things that I can do after those th- five things are done. And then so there are five tasks that I have to do this week and then every day has its own page and it's like pick one of those things and then you have to get that done. And like don't worry about the other this things nice. because there are other days and you will get those done on those days cuz right like I would rather get 100% of two things done than 70% of seven things. Um This makes sense. I mean, I feel like this puts you at a level above where like I I really identify with the idea of like I'm writing something down so I can stop thinking about it at the same time as like 10 other things. 
and just focus on the one thing. Yeah. Because otherwise I will try and think about all of the things at once. All the things at once. And then also just kind of without writing it down and also sort of prioritizing and then managing those pri- those priorities, you do get, even if it's not the truth, you do kind of get caught in this idea that like all these 10 things hold the exact same weight and all have mm-hmm. to be done at the exact same time. And I think when mm-hmm. you get pushed to actually take a little bit of the control back like even if you still have to do all of those things but you can be like all right out of these three things which thing has to get done before noon okay that's Mm -hmm. the thing I'm gonna do I also bought a um the Pomodoro like you know the tomato timer because I think that it you have you've heard of this right it's like you it's like 25 minutes oh I don't I don't like that do you do you do that well we're starting I'm starting tomorrow (laughs) I'll catch I'll (laughs) say I think, well, you know, again, with the, I've had it help for stuff that I like truly hated and like really didn't want to do. I think it will help me because, again, with the ADD, sometimes I get laser focused on something that I will put my head down for seven hours and like have something done that maybe didn't really need to get done. And now I have like eight other things. I think I think time management, especially because I am my own boss you know, I've been freelancing for a while. No one is checking up on me. I don't have a schedule. I don't have anywhere to go. No one has anywhere to go. But like, I think keeping myself to like a timed thing. Like I was thinking about this yesterday. Like we used to go to high school from like 7 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. In adult yeah. life, I I don't do anything between 7.30 and 2. Like I'm lucky if I've like managed to find my way to the kitchen and eat something for breakfast and maybe I shower and like maybe I answer one email we but you're not like a late night worker though no I'm not I get all my work done and mostly before 3 p.m but I think what yeah. I but I what I mean is like you know we got so much done in high school between 7 and 2 30 because that was the schedule that was set for us like 42 minutes right. in AP psych and then you have three minutes to walk to science and you got 42 minutes there and now you're going to lunch. And it's like, I think right. what would help me is if I split up my day to be like, these are the 45 minutes you do emails and then we move on to something else and not like yeah. for eight hours a day, I'm a- answering emails and forgetting all these other things I have to do. So I like the idea right. of like the, the planner as a way <laughs> like to plan. I, I don't think a planner as an object is life changing. But I think if you can like, no, if you found a plan, a way to plan that works for you, I think that's life changing. Right. I mean, it's not about like this specific planner or format or whatever. It's just that like, even, even as a functional object, like as a to-do list, it's kind of like, that's not the, that's less the point Mm. than it just makes me sit down and think about like, okay, what do I want to do in what order? What am I ultimately trying to do with the individual things I'm doing right now? And just like making you think about it is the, is the whole thing. Yeah. It's not, I think some people have better reflexes for that. And I'm too, I don't have ADD or I've never been diagnosed with ADD, but I do feel like I have like low executive functioning skills where I will, I'll do the things that are easy or feel like sort of the nearest or like, like can be distracted as a, almost as a way of self-sabotage. Of course. Rather than being like, okay, I want to do this. So I'm going to like break it down into the little tasks and then like do one each of the little tasks uh, every day or whatever until it's done. That's like the hardest <clears throat> thing in the world. For yeah. 
I, yeah, I'm, I'm so good at getting big picture stuff done, but like, I think one of the most viral tweets I had during, during 2020, I keep saying during the pandemic, like we're not still in a pandemic, but when I say the pandemic, I just mean the year 2020 was like, I kept, I did an administrative task like that I had been putting off for like four months and it took me like seven minutes and it was annoying, but it took me seven minutes and I just like, I also did a tweet about this. I don't think, I think (laughs) probably many of us are tweeting about this all the time. It's just like, it's so, I will find anything to do other than the stuff that I have to do that I don't want to do. And I'm hoping that that's where the timer will help me where it's like, 25 minutes fill out this goddamn form caroline casey i really think that yeah are we done no go no keep going but then then oh i was just gonna say i found the timer helpful for just like making me do it i would always end up like doing the thing for longer or shorter because if i just like the idea of like i'll only do it for 25 minutes Mm -hmm. and then it'll be done gets me started and then I'm like completely fine yeah oh yeah I mean it's like anything else like the most painful part of working out for me is the like getting up and like wriggling on my bike shorts and then I'm like having a fun time right Uh, right. sometimes anyway I you should host Mm -hmm. your own podcast I would listen to you really yeah oh, that's so nice. i would listen to a swell woman podcast are you kidding which cat oh I my god i going. have to take a picture of the cat on your shoulder before we say goodbye can you which cat is this this is gert that is so cute kevin and Hurry steve would never sense you're taking a picture hi well they would do it to dan not to me they don't like me because i picked <laughs> dan goes you're too aggressive with them because I pick them up and I go, who's got the cutest little face? And then they get mad at me. Uh, I don't you speak and Seamus are the same. Huh? You and Seamus are the same. I just got a lot of love to give. Um, hopefully the yes. dog will react better to my my love languages. Um, I'm so happy that you are kicking off the year uh, with us. And thank you so much for coming. I will link to everything that we talked about, all of those Instagram accounts, Casey's column, um, the Swole Woman Instagram, the Muji planner, and also the productivity planner that I bought. Um, Yeah, it'll all be in the show notes. As always, if you don't follow Swole Woman, you really, really should. You Is your personal Instagram also open, public? Yeah, it's open. It's public. I'll put that there, too. Check it out you can see, you follow it. You can see Fletch and Gert, the cats. Um, yeah. Case, I'm pumped. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yay. All right, guys. Another episode next Friday. And until then, catch you on Instagram, G-Thanks Just Bought It Pod, or in the G-Thanks Facebook group. All right. See ya. Bye.